Hello, Kinderlech. This week was the yurt site of a great tzaddik. His name was Rabbi Limelech of Lizhensk. He wrote a famous sefer called Noyam Elimelech. Rabbi Melech of Lizhensk was a friend of the Alter Rebbe and the Talmud of the Mezritsha Magid. The Alter Rebbe once wanted to show how humble, what a great honor of the Rebbe Lemelech was. So it once happened that the Alter Rebbe came into the house of a misnagit, a rov, a very famous rov, a goen, but he was a big misnagit to chassidim. He didn't know what chassidim were like. When the Alter Rebbe walked in, he saw that this misnagdish rov had the Sefer Noim Elimelech, written by Rebbe Lemelech, he was under his chair on the floor because he didn't like Chassidim and he thought Chassidim are not good people. So he took the Sefer Neim and put it on the floor under his chair. And al walked in, he saw this. He was a little shocked. So the Rav saw the al shocked and said to him, do you know who wrote the Sefer? al said, yes. So this Mesnagli Sherov said to the Alter Rebbe, tell me about him, what, what do you know about him? And he said, this Rov, this Tzaddik who wrote this Sefer, if you had taken him himself, not his Sefer, if you were taking the Tzaddik himself and put him on the floor under your chair, he wouldn't care, it wouldn't bother him because he was so humble. Such an honor that he didn't care if he put himself there. That's the kind of person he is. So I'm going to share with you a few short stories about Rebbe Melech. These are some of the stories I heard from a great, great, great grandson of Rebbe Melech. When I grew up, I was a little boy in Belgium, in Europe. There was a great grandson of his who was a very a Rebbe. He was a tzaddik. And he would tell stories that he heard in his family about Rebbe Limelech. One of the stories he told is that Rebbe Limelech once sat with his Hasidim and he explained to them that everything is Bashgacha Pratis, everything. Even things that seem to be so unimportant, but really it's all Bashgacha Pratis. Everything Hashem plans exactly why it has to be this way and not this way. And he gave an example. You know, in those days, people didn't have cars. People had horses. So there were always horses in the, in the street. He says, you see that horse over there? When that horse just dropped some, you know, uh, it made. It went to the bathroom in the street, right? Horses don't go to the toilet. They, they, they make it in the public. So the horse dropped some of that dreck on the floor. And he says, you should know that the horse dropped it exactly in that spot. Is Bashgocha Pratis. Minashemaim Hashem wanted that this piece of drag should fall exactly in this spot and not anywhere else. Now you could think, who cares? Why would Hashem care whether the horse goes to the bathroom here or goes to the bathroom somewhere else? But the Rebbe Melech says, this is what the Baal Shem Tov taught us, that everything is precise. 
there was a chassid there in the or sitting there by Rabbi Melech. When he heard this, he said, ah, "I can't believe that. That doesn't make sense. Why would Hashem care where the horse goes to the bathroom?" So next day, this chassid decided to go up on a mountain where he needed to go to a shul. And the shul was on top of a mountain. And it was winter. It was icy and a lot of snow. And it's very dangerous. If you go up a very steep mountain, so if you hold on to something, you have like something to hold on to, then it's okay, it's good. But if you start slipping, it can be very dangerous because once you start slipping, it's very hard to stop yourself. You just slip faster and faster and then you can fall very, very, very down, all the way down to the bottom of the hill and break your, every bone in your body. That's very dangerous. But he thought he could do it. And he walked all higher and higher and higher. He was very high up already. And suddenly he started slipping. Oh my God, he started slipping. And that's it. He, was, he felt like he couldn't control it. He couldn't stop himself. He's got a sliding and slipping faster and faster and faster. He says, oh, he starts saying, Shema Yisrael Hashem, Shema Yisrael Hashem, Hashem I'm going to die. And, but then, something unexpected happened. He stopped in the middle. He was slipping and slipping, but then he stopped. In the middle of the mountain, his body didn't go further. He just stopped in the middle. So he couldn't understand why, why did he stop sliding down? Why did he start, stop slipping? Then he realized there was a little patch in the middle of the mountain which the ice had melted. Why had the ice melted? Because there was a horse that was walking with a wagon uh, a few hours earlier and the horse went to the bathroom right on that spot and dropped some dreck there which was a little warm and caused the ice to melt. And because of that, his life was saved that he, that he stopped slipping. So then he remembered what his Rebbe told the day before, that even a horse drops some drek in a particular place, it's all precise, Hashem wanted it to be exactly there and not somewhere else. So when he saw this, he said, wow, my Rebbe was right. Say, look, it saved my life. Had the horse gone to the bathroom like a few feet away, I would have been killed now. And now my life was saved. So the next day, when he came back to Shul, and the Rebbe, Rebbe the Melech, was in the Shul, Rebbe Melech saw him, he says, No, was I right or not? So Rebbe Melech saw Baruch HaKadosh, what this chassid was going through, and what happened to him the day before. That's one story that this great Rebbe told many years ago, which from his, his great-grandfather, Rebbe the Melech. Here's another story. There was once a chassid of Rebbe the Melech, who wanted to go to his Rebbe for Shavuos. Yom Tov of Shavuos. So he traveled for Shavuos to, to, uh, to Lezhensk, the Rebbe Lemelech. It was the night of Shavuos. As you know, we stay up all night. We don't go to sleep. We say Tikkun, right? So he stayed up all night, and the shul was packed with people. Everybody was saying Tikkun. And suddenly, four in the morning, this chassid felt very hungry. Now, this chassid, before he left his house to go to Lezhensk for Yom Tev, his wife knew that when he comes to Lezhensk, there'll be a lot of people coming from all over Europe 
to be with the Rigorit Tzadik, Rebbe Lemelech of Luzhensk. So she wanted to pack him some food so he shouldn't be starving when sometimes. So what did she do? Well, she could give him a piece of meat and uh, hamburgers, but it would get spoiled. Now, in those days, they didn't have refrigerators like we have today. You can keep things fresh in a fridge. So what did you do when you broil things? If you take a piece of chicken and you broil it in the, in the fire, it lasts longer. You don't need to refrigerate so much. So what she took is she took a duck. In Yiddish we say a kachkele. She took a kachke, she took a duck, and she broiled it in the fire. Made it really good and broiled it nice. And she packed it up for him and put it in his suitcase. So in case and sometimes he needs to eat, he would have what to eat. Now he was in Shul the night of Shavuos. Remember, I told you, he came to Shavuos, was there the night, people are standing up all night, and at four in the morning he suddenly felt that he had this incredible hunger inside of him. He was so hungry, he was starving, he was starving. He said, but where am I gonna get food now? Where am I gonna get food? It's, it's four in the morning, there's no food around here. It's Yontif, can't go to the store. So he didn't know what to do, so he thought he tried to forget about his hunger and he kept reading and reading. And then he felt more hungry and more hungry and it bothered him so much he couldn't concentrate, he couldn't read. So he decided, he remembered suddenly, oh yeah, my wife had packed me a broiled duck. A broiled duck. And it's in my suitcase. You know what, I'll go back to my room and I'll have a little piece of the duck. And then he thought to himself, what, four in the morning eating duck? We're going to daven soon, shachis. Like seven o'clock, we can daven already. So shvu is in the morning. Before davening, I'm going to eat a broiled piece of duck. That's not nice. It's not nice. It's not appropriate. You're not supposed to eat a duck before you daven. You eat sometimes a shtikl mezainis, a little piece of cake before davening. But a piece of fat, schmaltzy duck before davening, that's, that's really disgusting. How can I do this? But he felt more and more hungry, and his stomach was bothering my need to eat. I need to eat. He couldn't take it. Finally, he said, okay, I got to go eat something. Or I'm going to faint. He went to his room took out the duck, ate a big slice of that duck, and he felt better. He went back to Shul, and then he felt so bad. Why did I eat that duck? How, oh, what a, what a terrible thing I did. I ate a schmaltzy piece of duck before davening? Who does that? Even the simplest Jew doesn't do such a thing. That's a terrible thing, he felt so down, he felt so disappointed in himself that he did such a thing. And he felt very down and he felt very broken. And so came the morning, it's time for Shachris davening in the morning, Shavuos, and the shul is packed. And they're waiting for the great Tzadik Rebbe to come into the shul to start davening. As Rebbe walks into the shul, it's harsh, quiet. Everybody's quiet, Rebbe walks through the shul to go to his place and he passes by this chassid who is feeling so bad inside that he has eaten a duck before davening. Erbil Melech turns to him and says, I would like you to be the chazan today. I would like you to be the bald filler. I want you to go for the omud and daven for everybody. This Jew says, well, me? And he thinks to himself, 
I just ate a piece of duck before davening. I should be the chazan to be a chazan. You have to be a tzaddik, a, a good person, a special person. And me, I'm such a terrible person. Look what I just did. I eat duck before davening. But Rabbi Lamelech says, you have no choice. You got to go. So he goes and inside he feels so bad. I'm such a, such a, oy, look what I just did. I'm such a grubber young, you know, I'm such a grubber person. I eat duck before davening, but the Rebbe says, I have to daven for the Amrit, I have to be the chazan, so I'm going to be the chazan, and he's inside, he's so broken, and he feels so humbled by front of Hashem. Who am I? I'm not worthy, I'm not deserving to be in front of Hashem now. But he davens anyways, and he's crying inside, his heart is crying, that he, how can I stand before Hashem? After he finished davening, Rebbe Melech comes over to him and whispers in his ears and says, that duck that you ate davened really well today. And the Chassid realized that Rebbe Melech knows everything that happened to him. And what did Rebbe Melech say to him? The duck davened well. You see, because he ate his duck in the morning, he felt so terrible. That means he felt so humbled. He felt like he was not important. Look what I just did. But that exactly what made him so special. His davening was more special now. That's what Abilamelech meant, the duck davened well, meaning that duck made you feel so humble. And that means when you davened, you davened with all your heart. You felt like you're nothing. And that davening is very special. So it's the duck that davened so nicely. The duck that made you feel so disappointed and so down and so humbled. He's that duck that made you daven so well. And one last story I'm going to tell you. This is an awesome, incredible story. This story was written in a book called Sipuri Hasidim by Rav Zevin. And in the end of his book, he says he heard this from an eyewitness, somebody who was there. When the Germans, the Nazis... You guys know who the Nazis are, right? Yamachshamam, these terrible monsters who killed six million Jews. And especially in Poland, about th three million out of the six million were Jews from Poland. They killed three million Jews from Poland and they went from one city to the other city, to the next city and they killed the Jews. And when they came to the city of Lizhensk, and the Rebbe Rebbe Melech, who lived 200, over 200 years ago, he's buried right there in the cemetery of Lijensk. So when the Nazis came into the city of Lijensk, they, um, some Jews ran away into the cemetery and they were hiding in the oihel of Rebbe Melech. Now, just by the Rebbe, we have an oihel around the Rebbe and the Friedrich Rebbe's Caver, by Rabbi Melech, they also have like an oil, like a big building around the caver of Rabbi Melech. So they ran into that building, into that oil, to hide from the, the Germans, the German soldiers. But the German soldiers were looking for Jews everywhere, and they went to that cemetery and they went into that oil and they found the Jews. When they saw the Jews, they said, What are you doing here? What is this place? Is this a special place? Why are you hiding here? And they one of the Jews said, because there's a very holy tzaddik that was buried here 200 years ago. And so we're here, we're praying, we're davening by his caver. 
The Nazis got very angry, said, what? You have some holy tzaddik, some great tzaddik? Forget it. Why don't you dig up his body? I want you to start digging this cavern. Can you imagine the terrible thing they wanted to do? They wanted to dig the grave of Rabbi Lemelech, and they were going to desecrate. They were going to, you know, like, take the body, and whatever they find there, they will, you know, like, make it, you know, denigrate it. They will, they will poke it and, and, and make the Jews do terrible things to it. The Jews were shocked and horrified. They couldn't do it. And then the Nazis, the Nazis took their guns and said, if you don't do it right now, we're going to shoot you. We're going to kill you. Start digging right now. So they had no choice. They started digging. Took off more sand and more sand and more sand till they saw there was something there. So they removed the sand. And the Nazis looked down the whole time to see what they're going to find. And then they make fun of the Jews. See, you, you, there's nothing there. There's just some dirt. You know, after 200 years, a body couldn't still be around. Normally the body disintegrates. After a few months, after a year, it's gone. But the Jews believe that Sadiqim, their bodies stay forever. So they kept digging. Finally, they uncovered. And the Nazis looked down and they were shocked. They were terrified. They saw the face of the Heilige Tzaddik, Rabbi Lemelech, with his eyes open, looking at them. When they saw the face of Rabbi Lemelech looking at them, staring at them, they were so terrified that they dropped their guns and ran and ran and ran and ran like they went crazy. And then when the Jews saw this, they immediately covered the kever back together and they were able to run away and their lives were saved. This story was told by somebody who was there and survived this and then told that story. No,